Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Game Store Profits. This is episode 52. And do you know what that means? This is our two-year anniversary. Two years, man. My name's Luke Navarro. And my name is Mike Perna, who is absolutely shocked at the fact that we've been doing this for two years. I, I kind of have to double-check, almost. Yeah, I know, it doesn't Because, I mean, I do right. the math, and it, it makes perfect sense. It's every other week. It's 52 episodes. I mean, that, that, that computes... But it just doesn't feel that way. No, it feels like we've... It, it, uh, it's in that weird middle period for me. It feels like we just started doing this, but at the same point, it feels like I don't know a time in which we weren't doing this. You know, honestly, it, it really is because, like, we just sort of started doing it. It literally was on a whim. It, it happened where... I, I remember it. I showed up on Guys Can Read. We both found out we're incredible nerds. Yes. You... You said, hey, Mike, we should do this as a podcast. Then I went to the Steampunk World's Fair, prayed in the parking lot with a woman who was just crying because she didn't know where she fit. And then, like, the next day, we started laying down tracks for, for Game Store Profits. And it has, I mean, it's it's really kind of stayed true to its roots the whole time. Things have happened along the way, and we're going to get to that. We'll talk a little bit about the journey uh, so far, but it, it's been two years, and uh, man, I'm I'm glad for it. I'll tell you what. Um, so, but before we get into the whole two-year reminiscence thing and celebrating and talking about all that kind of fun stuff, let's all check up memory lane and stuff. What you been up to? What have you been playing? And what you been doing? I have been neck deep in craziness and really have not had a chance to do much, and that upsets me. I, I literally, I, I will say that I was able to finally get a game of D&D together that hasn't been done in, like, four months, well, I think Well, how's been... that not doing much? That's doing a lot. No, I know, but it, 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 that was it. And that was the first time in four months. I'm just saying, I've been, I've been having to be very strategic with my gaming lately, and it, it upsets me. But yes, no, I did, we did get, uh, the group of us that have been weirdly we we named ourselves the group of 12 when there were 12 of us and now there's like six of us and we still call ourselves the group of 12 but i don't care we we, we gathered together to roll polyhedrons and i i have to say that i am falling deeply in love with my character and the turns in which he is going through even though he is an evil manipulative jerk and i hate him at the same time yeah, All I'm gonna right. let that one just sit there for a little bit. Let you stew on that one. Very good. So yeah, I, I, it's the kind of situation in which my guy is absolutely evil. I don't want him to win without going through a serious, you know, turn. And the serious turn kind of got set up. My guy is slowly losing his mind, and I love it. It's gonna be so much fun to play. Awesome. So what have you been up to? Uh, you know, I have gone through. Uh, well, since the last time we recorded, basically a zero gaming period uh, in the last two weeks which is weird for me you've had a very sad turn of events be these uh, yeah we we just it's just been a weird summer so far uh my wife was traveling and so of course uh, with her being gone actually i did get a game in with the kids so i did get one game there uh but couldn't obviously I, my wife's traveling i can't go to a gaming group i i have children that would the authorities would be very unhappy if I left them home by themselves. Yeah, they, they, they tend to want you to actually watch your kids. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I kind of, I, I would be annoyed if they got abducted or burned down in a fire or something <laughs> like that. I love your choice of words. <laughs> I would be annoyed. I would be quite put out if my children were stolen. <laughs> so, uh, she got back. We immediately turned around and went down to visit family for uh, some anniversaries and some birthdays. And unfortunately, we had a family member pass away. Uh, and so we had to extend our stay. Really, uh, you know, this is, I mean, obviously I'm talking about gaming with a family member dying. But I, there is something kind of connected here. I really wish I would have brought some games. Like, uh, we initially, we were just planning on going down there for this, like, whirlwind, super fast, get down there, celebrate with one family one day, celebrate with the next family the next day, and come back home. But instead, and anybody who's had a family member pass knows that it's a whole lot of family staying around, sitting around together, doing nothing, punctuated by moments of pain and moments of celebration. But it's just a lot of time hanging out together, kind of milling about. And especially with all of my nieces and nephews there, uh, and one of my, my niece and my nephew 
this is a grandfather that passed. I wish that I would have had that tool with me so that we could sit down and we could just kind of focus together and be able to to have a little bit of fun, to laugh a little bit. Um, we did play some Settlers of Catan. They had Settlers of Catan there, and so we did do a little bit of gaming. So I guess it's kind of wrong for me to say it was a zero gaming week, but um, it was a weird week, that's for sure. Uh, back now, and so hopefully we'll be uh, back scheduled to do some Flames of War next week, and uh, we'll see kind of how that goes. Uh, it's summertime here. It's blazing hot, so, um, you know, all the more reason not to go outside, stay inside in air conditioning and play board games. Though, mm-hmm. uh, of course, our friendly local game store, like I believe every friendly local game store on the planet, not air conditioned. Yeah, I think it's something in the bylaws... Yeah, if you air condition a game store, there's, I mean, you know, you might as well sell chess, you know? It just, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. Not the same. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, for, I need my gamers sweaty and complaining. That's right. That's right. We need to stick to chairs and, it's uh, you tradition. know, hey, but look, if, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, you go to the bar, they give you peanuts. It's the same kind of thing. You go to a game store, it has to be hot so that you they can sell you soda. Oh, yeah. There's most of the time, people don't buy anything at the game store anymore these days, and I get that. We've talked about that. Cool stuff, Inc. You are both awesome and despicable. And terrible at the same time. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, so yeah, they gotta so- they got to live by the soda. Live by the soda, die by the soda. <laughs> I want that All as right. a badge. I want that as a patch that I can sew on the shoulder of my I'm arm. I'm such a weakling, though. Like, at this point, I'm like, can I find the diet caffeine-free soda version thing? Uh, I'm so old. Well, we're, we're not as young as we used to be. I know. I know. And we're there's not no, as There's small. no Mountain Dew and Cheetos till four in the morning anymore. Yeah. Do you... Okay, so this is gaming-related. Do you know what one of my favorite gaming-related memories is? Myself, Ian, Todd... And Matt, we are getting together. We are either playing D&D or Battletech, okay? We are getting together at Ian's place. They live in this little apartment. And their apartment complex, when you kind of walk through the complex a little bit, there's this huge, like, 10-foot-tall brick wall behind the complex. And behind that is both Kmart and Thrifties. Now, I don't know. Is Thrifties a national brand? I've never heard of it, but that that doesn't say anything because if it's not in Jersey, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Okay, so for those who don't know what Thrifties is, it's an old school. Uh, I don't even think it exists anymore. Maybe it does, but uh, it was a drugstore. And so we would jump over this wall. We'd go to Little Caesars inside of Kmart because Little Caesars was inside of Kmart in those days. We would order two of the side-by-side Little Caesars pizzas. And if you don't know what Little Caesars is, Pizza Pizza, you always buy pizzas in pairs at Little Caesars. And back in the day, they'd come in this huge, long box. There's like two pizza boxes attached together. Oh, so we'd yeah, buy... I forgot about those. So we'd buy four pizzas, two, two pairs of two. Then while those were cooking, we'd walk across the street to Thrifty's, and we'd each get a... Uh, we'd buy two half gallons of ice cream and four uh, two-liter bottles of soda, okay? So we'd take that all home. We'd each have a two-liter bottle of soda. We'd each have our own pizza. And we'd take, like, a serrated knife and literally cut the, t- the, the ice cream containers in half. Oh, and there would, each of us would have a half a container of ice cream. And we were all thin and athletic and strong and youthful. If I did that now, I would die. I would literally just fall over, moaning on the side of my bed, and die. I will say now that, that your stories are making me feel better about every binge of late-night <laughs> snacking I ever did that was gaming-related because I have never even thought to just cut an ice cream thing in half and share that with my buddy. I have never even begun to think that. That's great. So for those of you who are out there who are still young and svelte, some advice. Cut ice cream in half. Of course, these days, if you bought four pizzas, you'd be out like a hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's also true. You know, you used to be able to do that back in the day. Uh, that's there's there's our reminiscent story right there. There's our our old curmudgeon gamer. 
I you remember know, the, back in the day when gamer snacks used to be cheap. Though, I mean, my parents must have really loved me. Because, like, I was buying games, I was out eating out with my friends, playing these games. Either that or they just were sick and tired of me and wanted me out of the house. One of the two. But, uh, you know, that was the... Now it's like I gotta make time, I gotta schedule... If I'm going to go to the game store, I have to realize, oh, man, it's going to go over at dinner time, which means I'm probably going to have to get fast food. I don't like fast food. It's not good for me. What should I get? And things were so much easier then. Oh, I the other day I had a revelation because, you know, you start thinking about stuff that your parents do for you when you're a kid that you never really understood. The amount of, of time and money that my parents spent on diversions that really they had nothing to do with. It was basically going to the arcade, which is a thing that doesn't even exist anymore, which saddens me, and uh, Magic the Gathering cards. Yep. The time, energy, and money that my parents put into those activities for me probably could have funded my education in college. <laughs> and <laughs> At yes, least it which feels that way. Which was, and folks, if you've noticed so far, I think we're about 10 minutes into this episode, and as of yet have talked about nothing at all, there's a reason for that. It's the post-E3 lull. There is nothing new. I'm so glad we get to reminisce about two years of doing this because <gasps> stuff isn't happening. <laughs> yes, I, you know, I realized, okay, Origins was this week. Yes, and I'm a board game geek, but let's be fair, I'm not that much of a board game geek. I I am. I, I've been watching Dice Tower and their coverage of Origins, and I make sure that I watch every video that they produce to show the new stuff, and I'm excited about the Bioshock Infinite game that isn't available yet that they've gotten to review. So what looks cool? What, what came in Origins that you're like, hey, I want that? Bioshock Infinite. Because it is a license of Bioshock, and... Because Bioshock Infinite was, well, Bioshock Infinite. I I have to say that from what I've seen of it, it looks it looks interesting. It looks like the kind of thing that you have to be super into a little bit more depth in your game. It's not like the quote-unquote beer and pretzels gaming. It, it Between two to four players, it's got some really interesting things, and... I will say that if you're probably a fan of Bioshock Infinite, it's going to help because I I am a, I'm a I'm a Bioshock fanboy as I explained last episode and I was watching them explain this game and I'm like, "Oh, man, you can hook up on the skyline, but it it's a risk your guy might fall off and die. Uh you can, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. Booker and Elizabeth both show up, but neither of them are on your team." No matter what team you're on, they're basically this these agents of chaos in the world. Like, they show up in a district because that's where they have to go. And if your guys are there, Booker's going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> so, I mean, it looks it looks really cool. There's a, a, an, a small army of miniatures that come along with it that look amazing. Uh, at some point, I will own this game if for no other reason than I want a... Uh, I want a handyman miniature. I want a you know mechanized patriot miniature. I want, I want oh, that's all of cool. those. And yes, they are part of the deal. I could see it, you drooling over this. This for me seems a little silly, but I can normally, see you drooling over normally it. licensed games are awful. There've been a handful lately that I think are are really, if not great, then they're at least solid enough that. If they weren't licensed games, I would still probably play it. I think the Bioshock game fits that. Like, if it wasn't a license, I would probably still play it. But the license is kicking it from, I would probably still play it, to when can I get my hands on it. Like, there's a Batman game, that, like Escape from, from Arkham City or something like that, that looks really fun. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that that's coming out or is out. Um... That I, I simply haven't had a chance to play yet, either because it hasn't become available yet, or because I'm poor and, <laughs> and therefore can't get games. Because I, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that I would love to get my hands on, which... Oh my goodness, so we are... 
uh, were down there. Uh, this is before, actually, we found out uh, about our family member, but we were just spending the day with my parents and my sister, and it, it was uh, pretty warm in Southern California, and so what, what are we going to do? And and uh, we ended up going down. And those of you who know Southern California, there's this place in Irvine called The Spectrum. It's, it's you know, Irvine, California is sort of uh, the prototype of cop, pop culture America. Like, it's it it is the the place where all trends in terms of like building begin. And so this particular place, it's it's kind of a a movie theater plaza slash mall thing. It's ginormous. Anyway, we are there. Uh, I go into their Barnes and Noble as I am wont to do. And you know we've talked about this on the show before, but most of Barnes and Nobles these days have a gaming section. Small, but yes, most of them have one. This one had a monster gaming section, like, like stuff you couldn't even find in game stores. Really? Gaming section. I was like, this is amazing. Except that Barnes and Noble only sells things uh, at full price. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like to me, it was like. This is a board game museum. <laughs> I cannot afford they these things. They look so pretty. Don't touch. Don't touch. <laughs> but I can look at them and say, I want them so much. And uh, so, yeah, that was kind of cool and also annoying at the same time. But, uh, yeah, so if you're ever in Orange County, California, and you want to do some board game buying, of course, you can go to Brookhurst uh, Hobbies. That, uh, that's the, it's kind of a mecca, but... Also, uh, go to the Barnes & Noble at the Irvine Spectrum. They've got a ton of games there. I will always support any kind of actual brick-and-mortar place that will sell you a game. Even if it is Bar- uh, Barnes & Noble. Even though Barnes & Noble the last big giant of corporate bookstore or whatever. I don't care. The fact that it's there makes me happy. The fact that there's a place that you can go to get games as much... And oh, books. Absolutely. I like books too. And and come on, I, I, I have I've definitely picked a, a couple of series that come uh, on, we're, I've enjoyed. We're D and D players. Where the heck do you think we're getting those books? Yeah, if you uh, if you hear gunfire in the background, it's because I live in Soledad and it's nearing. It, the it's of close July. enough. So uh, <laughs> just uh, just ignore the loud booms. Uh, speaking of loud booms, I realize how random this episode is, and I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just kind of going on at this point, but. Uh, also, my parents happened to live next to Camp Pendleton Marine Base. They were doing combined arms training this week while I was down there. Boom. Boom, boom. 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 <laughs> you needed that last little boom in there just for effect. However, it was kind of cool. I'm, like, driving down the freeway, and you can see the various tanks and helicopters and boats blowing stuff up and whatnot. And I'm, like, looking around, and I'm like, huh. I kind of understand what they're doing a little bit better than I have in the past because now I play Flames of War. Wow, interesting! It's, I'm learning. It's not something. every day that you actually play a game where they use legitimate. This is how they do it if they were fighting kind of tactics. Well, and you know there was a there was a uh, an armored transport moving along, and my daughter asked me, "What's that one doing?" And I was like, "I'm pretty sure that's a spotter." And it's like, hey, I kind of know what these things are about. So, so yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I've had a strange week, man. I've had a strange week. But we're not talking about this week. We're two talking about two years. Two years doing this, man. Two years. Do you even remember what our first... Okay, was I know D&D. what our first show was about. The Make or Break has, episode. Well, and it, and it has the greatest title that we have I ever done. I can't even remember what we, t- what we entitled and it. That's how long it's been. Oh, yeah. It's in the room. That was awesome. I love that. But, uh, yeah, so we started off, we were talking about D&D. It was kind of an awkward thing. I remember that. And uh, yet, I, over the years, I think we have found our voice a little bit. Um, we are definitely uh, much more forward, I think, than we were in the past. We're uh, we're a little bit more opinionated Because well, we've now. actually realized that people want to uh, hear what we have to say as opposed to randomly... Yeah whatever content we people actually care about what we said heck i'm still reeling over the fact that somebody said if i created a tumblr they would join tumblr just to hear what i had to say that's a responsibility that we have to bring to the table with actually having opinions (laughs) right and and you know reasonable ones at that um but before we get into 
the audience, which oh, we that yeah, we can't do. we can't talk about the past two years and not talk about you guys because you're awesome. I'm interested though. Like we started this thing as a fluke. Now it has momentum. Now we everybody who listens knows Project Awesome is on the horizon. We are headed towards something. Nothing we planned. Okay, we did not sit down two years ago and think. Well, we're going to start a podcast, and the podcast is going to build an audience, and then we're going to use that audience to transition and pivot into something. No, we didn't think any of that. We were, we were two guys stuff. with moderate tech knowledge who said, huh, we can do a podcast pretty easily if y'all want to do one. That, that was pretty much what it was. Right. So I'm interested. How have, How has your life, how has your gaming, how has your experience of God been affected by two years of Game Store? I would say... Uh, in general, I've I've noticed that my board gaming has gone from something that I enjoyed, just something that was was kind of there. It's always been there. Like I you know, I shared stories of when I was a kid playing Hero Quest with my dad playing Dungeon Master. Like it's always been there. But I would say that after two years of coming into this and talking about games and getting excited about games and that sort of thing, I'm I'm realizing that Gaming is much more of the the hobby level for me. Like I have a collection, and that collection is on bookshelves and established. And I had to go out and and buy special containers to hold all my games. And and I have travel games that make you know, as in in these boxes that I bought, I have games that that I signified as these are the ones that when I go to an event. These are the ones I bring with me. I bring this box because it's all in one container. Um, I, I create gaming events. I, I, I literally have one coming up, hopefully, because at the time of the recording, it hasn't been officially approved yet. But I hope I have room at the church to create a gaming event. I've had people ask me if I was available to create gaming events for them. Uh, I've had people call me up, email me, ask me what I think is the next great game, or I, I want to get into gaming. What do you think I should buy? And I'm like, I'm I'm not sure how this happened, but I'm very excited that it happened. I, I'm noticing that I'm becoming the game guy for a lot of people. And it's, it's a weird and wonderful responsibility that has to be tied to, directly to this show and what we do. Because... Really, I haven't been getting into it all that long. I would say that it's probably my my hardcore board gaming, card gaming, role playing has kind of had a resurgence that started maybe a little bit before we started doing this. So I've been I was I was in the game when I was a kid, but it's only been recently that I've been back in it. And man, have I come back with a vengeance! As as far as as it is with with God and with with the ministries and things like that. I'm I'm really discovering that, you know, as, as we started putting together Project Awesome, uh, for those of you who don't know, Project Awesome, which is fun, because we're getting, we're getting, we're right on the verge of being able to tell you what Project Awesome is actually called and pointing you towards it, but we're not there yet. Sorry, guys. But when we started laying down the groundwork for Project Awesome... It literally was a, a phone call that you and I had, or it was text or something along those lines. Our phones were involved. And, <laughs> and it was, dude, I've been thinking about this for a while. I really think God has something for us that's the next level of what we're doing. What do you think? And my response was, dude, it must be God because I've been thinking the exact same thing. And I'm... I. It's been a weird transition for me. Like this, this past year has seen me stop doing youth ministry, like officially youth. I mean, I ha I hang out with kids all the time because I I play games. I mean, kids are drawn to them. But I've I've stopped being a quote unquote youth leader, which is something that I've been since the age of seventeen. And, you know, I've spent most of my life as a youth leader, and I'm not now. I'm doing this now. I've seen, you know, God really use the things that I'm passionate about to to reach people that I never thought I'd be reaching. I've, you know, used have seen games used in the lives of myself and of others to forge relationships that while I can't really 
at this point in my life, I can't really point to them and say, look, this is how so-and-so came to Jesus over a game of Settlers of Catan. I can't do that, but I know that I, I've forged connections with people. I, I A thing that has been being repeated over and over and over again is the relationships you forge over a gaming table are the kind of relationships you will never leave. And and that's that's really something that I used to, to think, but the more I've said it in light of, of Game Store Profits and what we're doing, the more I've really seen that to be true. And the more I've seen God do amazing things in the lives of people by, you know, playing games. And I, I don't know, I've... I'm really I'm really excited to see what's going to come down the pipe because what we've been seeing so far has just been awesome. I'm I'm kind of curious now. What are what are your kind of reflections as we kind of go into this? You know, as I think back, I realize I have gone through several stages because of this show and my life has really been affected by it. So when we began um I would say at that point, this really was more about a, like a geek kind of a show. We talked, of, we weren't. We, we were very generic. We were talking more about geek culture. We were talking books. We were talking movies. We were talking comic books. We were talking games. We were talking video games. All kinds of stuff. And we still do that to a certain extent, and we probably always will, because those are the things that we like, and it's our show, and we can do whatever we want. But in terms of gaming, specifically with gaming, because I think this really is kind of a gaming show now. It, it, it is the, the, the crux of what we do, and certainly it's the crux of what Project Awesome is going to be about. But I would say at that point, I was kind of just a commentator. Um, I had played plenty of games in my life, but I, I didn't. And I'll tell you why I wasn't playing a lot of games at the time is because they didn't seem significant. Nope, that's not right. It's because I told myself they weren't significant, and I could only do... I couldn't spend time on things that weren't significant. Uh, that would be a waste of time. If I happened to have time, sure, I could play a game. But it, I needed to be focusing on more important things than games. And along the way, and it happened probably about six months ago, nine months ago, somewhere in there... I kind of got to the point where I realized, you know what, I'm kind of tired of being a commentator about games. I'm really kind of sick of being that guy, the guy who talks about stuff but doesn't do it. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this show and it seems like this show's got some legs, and I'm going to start playing some games. And so I, I got back connected with my local game store, and I started meeting some people and started playing some games. But something happened, something I think that was significant along the way. And that was, that I feel like I, I got permission. God showed me that it was okay for me to do things because I enjoy them. They don't have to be profound. It doesn't have to be something huge. And yet, as I started doing things because I enjoyed it, I got this picture in my head of God watching me and just smiling because he's enjoying watching his kid play. And... I realized that that God wants us to play. And maybe for me it's board games and for somebody else it's something else, but but part of why he put us here on this earth is to enjoy the things that he's created. And I I was really bad at doing that. And as I've kind of allowed myself that experience, I'll tell you it really has affected my life. I feel more at peace. I feel like my life is simpler. I feel like I'm not putting as much stress on myself because I'm playing. And somehow that play has has enabled me to remove some of that the heaviness, the 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 stress and the strain and the the worry and the angst from my life. And I really believe that God wants me to play. And I, I really believe that God wants all of us to play in whatever way it is for us. Not, you can't play 24-7. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, going crazy. If that's the, if that's the that, case, we cite you to the previous episode. Right. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, but I do think that for me, it's made a pretty significant effect. Nothing that I intended to do, nothing that I was like, well, I'm feeling spiritually unwell, so I need to go play and that's going to fix things. No. It was just, I felt like God said, okay, you have permission to do this. And I did it, and life improved. And now God said, now I want you to show other people that they have permission to do this. 
because it, it brings me joy when I see my children play. And uh, so I'm excited about it. I'm excited about Project Awesome. I'm, ex I'm excited about um, the community that has come up around this show, and not just this show, but but uh, the idea of Christians and gaming in general. Oh, dude, I, I absolutely I absolutely love you guys. I, you know, my wife every once in a while looks at me and goes, you know, you need to stop talking about this stuff. I know it's important, but you need to stop talking about it. But I, I, I can't because you guys are awesome. I, I know I throw that word a lot. I mean, I'm the reason it's called Project Awesome for crying out loud. But you guys really are. I, I, I can't be quiet about the fact that you know, we put together a Facebook page because you're supposed to. We put together, you know, the the stuff on there just because, eh, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to promote. How are you going to get listeners if you don't promote? But it's grown from just something that we're supposed to do to something that I really look forward to do. I look forward to posting and seeing your reactions to it. I, I love the fact that I posted up the thing about... Uh, when Warner Brothers put out a website about Man of Steel and how you can use it for illust uh, illustrations and sermons and how they did official pastor's screenings and the debate and discussion as to whether or not that's pandering or whether or not uh, Superman was even valid to use as illustrations and the the whole pop culture versus, you know, Christian... And that blew up our Facebook page and I was loving every second of it and it's because you guys are amazing you know I I, I just it, it blows the mind like every once in a while I'll meet somebody online or sometimes even in in on the phone or in person or whatever and it'll be like oh yeah I've been listening to your show for years it, it still doesn't even occur to me that there are people listening and but you're there and we are so thankful for it and, you know, if there's anything that we want to be doing in the future, it is that we want to encourage you to become active in the show, uh, active in the Game Store Profits community. And there's lots of you who already do that. I mean, I'd say at least a quarter of what gets posted on Facebook isn't us. Oh, yeah. And that's awesome. And that's saying you something because I, I post a lot. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really cool that there is this community of people who are, you know, gamers, who like this stuff and who talk about the same kind of things that we're interested in. And I'm completely and utterly shocked and surprised that it happened. I thought we were, I thought we were putting together this show that was going to be the most obscure, random show that you could possibly find. And people come, people are listening. It's amazing. I think I think that that really speaks to you know God's place in this because we basically set out to make a niche podcast within a niche podcast. You know we are we like okay we could make a gaming podcast. No, neither one of us wants to do like a news show or something like that. And there's already a bajillion of them. Let's not do that. We could do a geek podcast. No, there's like a bazillion of them too, and most of them are way more hardcore than we are. We could do a Christian. No, no, we're not doing a Christian podcast. <laughs> um, just, just no. And and so we we're we're trying to make something happen that really shouldn't exist. There shouldn't be an audience for this niche within a niche within a niche, but there is, and I really think that has a, a testimony to the fact that that God has this. You know, you had that. That illustration of, of God watching us play. And, and it was in that... It's kind of funny because some of y'all might realize this after listening to us end our podcast episodes with this for two years. We really didn't plan that whole God is the game master no matter how the dice fall the game plays on. That was not planned. That was something that came out of episode one. And, and it came out because we started talking, and, and as we're talking, I, I started just having that image, this idea of, of God really putting things in our path to give us the best story, to make all those participating in it have more of an, an impact with each other and to have a greater overall story that it might lead to 
just a great time had by all. Even when things suck, you still come back and you say, you know what, overall, that was awesome because it sucked here, but look at the win we had here. Look at the things we learned and the loot we found and all this greatness. And it really, I, I really think that, that that's something to be, to be appreciated. The fact that, that so much of our gaming can reflect God. It's it, so much of our gaming can be about the business of serving him and loving him and a reflection and a, just an outpouring of that. And at the same point, just the simple act of playing, you know, I, I, I thought when we started talking about, let's do a theology of play. And I, I, the first time I heard those words were out of your mouth. Like we're creating a theology of play and so, on a whim, I typed into Amazon, Theology of Play, and we're not the only ones saying this. There are books that have already been written called Theology of Play, and there are, are guys out there who said that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link, when, when I put this, because I can't remember it exactly, and I don't want to take time now to, to, you know, look it up and have to edit this out later, there's a quote from a guy named Len Sweet, who's who's kind of a big name in the whole theology uh, game right now. And there's this quote that, oddly enough, the Geek Preacher, who's a guy, and, and we'll get to the people we've met through this podcast in a minute. But um, I, I was on the Geek Preacher's page, and he quoted this this thing from Len Sweet, who basically said the the Christian work ethic and the absolutely like the have to to work hard and, and, and be better and be awesome and work towards that goal of, of being Christ-like is killing us as Americans and us as Christians because every once in a while we need to just shut up and play. And, like, like he's a major dude. He's writing books. He's the kind of stuff that I, I take into my church and, and create ministries and do all that stuff and, and sit around a table talking about God this dude basically said, we're working too hard. God has called us to play. And that is awesome. And that excites me that there are major players out there who are, are, are feeling this vibe that there's more to this than just, you know, being quote unquote serious. You mentioned the, the folks that we have connected with along the way. And there is, of course, the big group, and that's the audience. And some of you we get to connect with on Facebook or via email. And I know how many people listen to this show. I, I have the numbers. And so a huge number of you we never talk to. And that's cool. We're all right with that. I'm glad you're listening. And, uh, uh, but along the way, we have been able to make some friends. And uh, you mentioned the Geek Preacher. You mentioned that, you know, there's the guys over at Game Church. Um, let's see. Uh, who else has been on the show? Did... Uh, Pip and T were on the show, I think, at some yes, point. Yes, yes, T and Pip uh, were on the show. They did, they did one of our interview episodes. That was a lot of fun talking to them. Which, know, by um, the way, if you haven't then, seen their podcast, the Shared Desk, you should. They're awesome people, and they put out awesome stuff. And uh, then there, of course, there are people who are working hard to help this show come to be. We've got Jeff and Mike and Nate and Amy. These are folks that are are doing a whole bunch of work for us behind the scenes that that you guys never see. Uh, you will. You will they, see it. They but are the part moment, of what's you, making you still... Project Awesome Project Awesome. And, you know, so there are so many friends out there that we have met, and I, I honestly believe that this community is just going to grow. I think that, that God is asking us now to go out there and to help be a catalyst for this community so that all of us together, because those of you who are listening to this show have so much more access than just Mike and I, to teach the church how to play. And I, I think that together we are going to, that God is asking all of us, especially those of you who are listening to do just that, to show how much you love uh, games and, and how important it is to you and to help communicate to your friends at church, your coworkers, your family members, just how valuable it is, how spiritually valuable it is to play. And uh, I think that a lot of people who listen to this show get excited about that idea. And I'm so excited to see where God is going to take that idea. I have no idea where that is. <laughs> I mean, we have some plans, but I have no idea what God's going to do. And we never have, since the very beginning of this show, any idea what God was is planning. But we do know he's planning something. 
and I think Mike, you and I both feel pretty strongly that he is he is guiding us somewhere. Uh, um, I, I I absolutely think that. I I know for a fact that we wouldn't be seeing the success that we have been if God wasn't behind it. Like I said, we're a niche within a niche within a niche. Um, the fact that we're planning a next level at all is is insane outside of God, because <laughs> literally we should not have an audience, and yet we have the coolest audience ever. Uh, we have we have the best co- collection of geeks on the internet I've ever seen, and uh, yeah, I, it has to be a God thing. We're not entertaining enough. Seriously, we're not good enough for this. <laughs> And the fact that that we're planning on on stuff like like here's your hints, guys. We're planning on stuff like creating YouTube videos and forums and and all sorts of different stuff, basically hubbed off of a website. We we want to to reach out to you guys more. We want to bring other people in. We want to we keep planning more and more and more. And then we're gonna start having conversations like merch. And putting the logo that Amy designed on, you know, T-shirts and stuff. And I can't wait for the first, like, this stuff sounded so weird at first, but I'm, I'm now seeing it, like, be a thing. Like, I can't wait till we, like, get out to conventions, plan on doing things, like eventually getting out to Gen Con. Yes, Derek, I will finally, at some point, be able to make that happen. Get out to Gen Con and see somebody wearing a GSP T-shirt. I want to see that happen. And... Like, the fact that that stuff is even remotely plausible is because of God and you guys. And I love that. I love that it's about community and Christ and, yes, please sign me up for it. I, you know, when I left seminary, I said, I don't think, I don't know if God's going to use me in church. And after applying and applying and applying, candidating and interviewing and, and craziness with getting in a church... You know, the more people started telling me, I don't think you're cut out for church ministry. I used to, that used to be a thing for sadness and woe in my existence. Because the thing that I thought I was going to be doing with the rest of my life was not going to be the thing I was doing with the rest of my life. And really, what this is kind of doing to me is, is making me realize that the thing that I wanted to do with the rest of my life was not even close to what God had intended for the rest of my life. And... Yeah, I'm, I don't know, when we first started talking about this, it was just like, let's do a GSP special and just roll with it. Now I'm getting all excited, and that stinks, because it's really late here, and I'm going to have to go to bed after this, and it's not going to happen, because I'm super excited about what's going to happen in the near future. You know, as I'm actually sitting here scrolling back through the 52 episodes that we have done before uh, today, and, you know, I just think about all of the topics that we've hit, we've talked about hate speech. We've talked about uh, what it means to have arguments and conversations. We've talked about, uh, of course, we've talked about a lot of games. We've talked about a lot of movements. Um, you know, Mike, you got married somewhere in the middle of all of this. Yeah, I know. Uh, huh. You know, we, we played uh, an MMO together. We've uh, we've had guest hosts. We've had uh, all kinds of uh, wonderful interviews and guests to talk about. Um, you know, there's just been so much over these last two years, and I hope that some that along the way we have also been able to honor God in the things that we've said, and and maybe maybe even helped you out just a little bit just uh, to to know God a little bit better to to uh, understand yourself a little bit better and uh, you know but I think along the way I'm kind of just struck by this idea that that as much as uh, as God is a part of this you know games are too and and of course I don't want to put games and God on the same level I'm not doing that but I just I look back over these last two years and realize how important a role games have played in my life and uh i think that for me i i never i didn't expect that i knew god was going to play an important role in my life i had no idea that he was going to bring games to be such an important thing in my life and you know i think that there's something to the way this whole show 
has unfolded. You know, it's good to plan. Uh, but, you know, Jesus said, we, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, and this show, we never planned it. It just was something God did. What? We never planned? Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, every once in a while, we talk for two minutes before the episode starts. But, uh, you know, this is just something that God did. And, and really, the only thing that you, Mike, and I have done is just let him. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like we just have tried to stay out of the way. And uh, he's kind of just made things happen. And, uh, you know, I wish that, that all of life could be as simple as it is to make a podcast. It's not. But but the principle still applies. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, we all make plans for our lives. Uh, this, is, this is how much money I want to make every year. This is where I want to live. This is the school I want to send my kids to. This is when I want to retire. This is where I want to get into my career. We all make all of these plans. But sometimes the best things happen when we just say, God, you have permission to go. And I will try to stay out of your way. And we'll see what happens because I trust you and I trust that whatever you're doing is good for me. It may suck sometimes, but it's going to be good for me. <laughs> and, you know, we say it... We say it at the end of every episode. We don't have any idea where the dice are going to land. Don't know whether you're going to crit or you're going to fail. You know, whether you're going to kill the enemy or end up dead in a vat of acid. Oh, poor Aofel. (laughs) uh, But that's just life. That's just life. And, you know, uh, just keep rolling the die. That's really the key. Yeah. You just keep rolling the die. And see what happens next. What's going to happen next turn? What's going to happen next turn? And, uh, you know, we talk about uh, video games that want us to, to say one more turn. But we really should have a life that wants us to say one more turn. Yeah. And uh, because of Game Store Profits, I've kind of gotten some of that this these last two years. And I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm... Yeah, I, I'm I'm giddy with all the the crazy awesomeness that we get to like have as a part of our day. I love that stuff. I I love the fact that that we get to we get to hang out with great people and play great games and just revel in the joy of all of it. I I I love just the notion of the gaming table. I love the idea of gathering together. And just gathering together some of the weirdest collections of humanity ever. And and somehow we all come together because of the fact that, that we share this love of gaming. That we share this love of God. If you look at the backgrounds of everybody that's on our, our, our fan page on Facebook. This is just, you know, just this small microcosm of the people who, have actually, who are actually listening to us. It started out with me just just inviting every person on my fan page or on my likes, you know, my friends page who happened to like games. And that was our audience on our Facebook page. And now we've got people from how many different countries, how many different parts of the country, how many different languages are spoken. This is insane and I love it. And I'm I'm literally just giddy and reveling with the fact that, that God is doing something really cool here. It also could be the fact that I got up at 3 o'clock this morning to go to work, and now it's midnight, and and it could be part of that, that I haven't slept all day giddiness, but I don't care because it's awesome. <laughs> all right, well, Mike, we will definitely uh, let you get to bed. Uh, so, folks, uh, you know, thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us for two years. I hope you hang out with us for... At least two more, dude. I think I think um, before we before we completely wrap it up, there there's just a handful right. of people that I really think need to get you know called out for awesomeness. Okay. I I really I mean we there are, there's way more awesomeness out there with all of you guys than we can say everything like we can't say everything about everybody because it would be an entire episode unto itself just calling out names of awesome people. But I do think there's some people that need to get called out. We kind of mentioned some of them. We talked about about all of the people who are making Project Awesome awesome, and you guys are fantastic. And all of you guys started out as either listeners or friends of listeners, and that's cool. Uh, you know, we talked about Derek and T and Pip and Mikey Bridges and the guys over at, at Game Church. 
we didn't mention the Podcast Alliance, which, dude, I'm I'm excited about that because all these guys that kind of came out of the woodwork and all of us were doing our podcasts and thinking, clearly we're the only ones doing this. We're the only ones doing the Geek Christian Podcast. And then, like, more and more and more of us to, to Ben and to Matt and to all these guys, you are awesome and continue to make awesome. Uh, there's also a couple people who have kind of been commenting and being a part of the the GSP community since the very beginning. Uh, part of the people who have helped make us the kind of podcast that we are. Uh, I, cite, I, I will cite her full name because she's awesome. Heather Johnson you are amazing. She has been our fan since the word go. She has shouted uh, our name from the rooftops because I've seen it because every time I hop onto to the Game Store Profits page, it tells me when everybody said anything about us. She's been doing it since the very beginning. Um, and I think that deserves a shout out because, yeah, two years we've been doing this and it's kind of awesome that, that she's been a part of that. And um, just I'm just scrolling through all you guys on the, the list for the Facebook, and I want to say thank you to all of you, but again, I can't. Hank Harwell, you're awesome. You comment on all sorts of stuff, and you're doing great things out there all over the internet and with Geeklysia and stuff like that, and you need, to, you need to shout out. And again, there's a ton of people that showed up because of, of uh, Game Church, and I love you guys, and... Yeah, I, I'm giddy. I am. I really am. And and it's not the fact that it's late. I, I, I am just outstandingly amazed and blessed and, and really privileged to be able to do this with you guys. And yeah, I don't take that lightly. So folks, we invite you to join us. GameStoreProfits.com, Facebook.com slash GameStoreProfits. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm seeking an acknowledgement by kid. Yes, Facebook.com uh, slash GameStoreProfits. That's a thing. GameStoreProfits at gmail.com and at GSProfits on Twitter. Folks, as always, we remind you that God is the Game Master, and no matter how the dice fall, the game plays on. So take another roll, take another turn.